0: Bush and Richie here with your Hometime Show podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. It's a real cracker. We get some great calls and stuff in and everything. But I just want to say this right at the beginning, now that we're recording this right at the end of the show, uh, even though uh, I I did my very best, maybe a couple of times during the course of this program, you might hear just a slight crack of emotion in my voice. And that's because... Whilst this show has been going on, I've been getting inundated with people taking the mickey about Everton finishing below Leeds at the end of the Premier League. <laughs> now, true. I've always been a big fan of Leeds Football Club. I was, I like their fans. I like them. I'm glad that they're back in the Premier League and everything. But they're the last lot I thought would be getting in touch, taking the mickey out of me. And I've had loads of it as well. So don't go sour in my relationship with Leeds United Football Club. <laughs> Thank you very much. And then some fellas taking a photo of him. Uh, he's a Man City fan because obviously we lost five nil to them as well. So it's been very hard to concentrate. I'll be honest with you.
1: You've done very well. Uh, you have done very well because I was not. I, I was obviously aware that uh, you got walloped yesterday, but I wasn't. Aw- I wasn't aware that you were getting this off-air hoo-ha
0: from uh, from the Leeds fans. So, well done for plodding on through. Thank you. You can't see me, but during the course of this show that you're about to listen to, imagine me wearing sunglasses indoors. like You know, like when your (sighs) mum's been crying but doesn't want to talk about it. That's the vibe. Enjoy the show. there's something very liberating about walking out of something isn't oh, it oh yeah it feels so good the show of disgust is a bit of a mini protest as well and that's exactly what our two-year-old daughter Thea did on Saturday in her first ever trip to the cinema <laughs> uh, she did 35 minutes of Peter Rabbit 2 wow and to be fair she did me a favor what's that that's probably about a third isn't it the, uh, the, ad, the adverts were in there as well actually oh, right. okay. to be fair they only did two adverts I was panicking about going in there too early with okay. her because uh, her, eld- her elder sister Erin who's 11 now, uh, I've done that before I've gone in and watched half an hour of adverts with her when she was 5 so she did not want to watch the film <laughs> uh, anyway so she did 35 minutes of the movie and then just leant over and said Daddy I don't like it and we had to go <laughs> uh, and we all walked out that kind of thing she didn't mention James Corden uh, on the way upstairs but I'm sure that was one of the reasons why <laughs> he's, he's Peter Rabbit in it <laughs> Uh, So I thought, you know, first hour, there is something liberating about walking out of somewhere, showing your disgust or or this kind of protest. So, first hour of the show, what have you ever walked out of? I mean, I've left early from Goodison Park a few times. I think we've mentioned this on the show before. Uh, The only movie I've ever left early from or walked out from was uh, Moon, was it Moonwalker with Michael Jackson? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One one of the worst films I've ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) Even back then, I knew it was terrible. So have you ever walked out of anything? (laughs) Yeah, actually, film that comes straight to mind,
1: and obviously we're we're not after just films. Could be anything. But it's a film that comes straight to mind for me because of the reason why we walked, and it was um, uh, Kenneth Branagh's... That sounds arty, doesn't it? Uh, Kenneth Branagh's. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh's Murder on the Orient Express. But that's not
0: That That wasn't that long ago either, was it? Uh,
1: no, it wasn't uh, that long ago at all, but I'd booked us uh, by mistake to a screening that was a subtitled one. Oh, right. D- we didn't need the subtitles. Uh, they're obviously a great thing for those that do need them, <laughs> but we didn't need them, and I, after about 20 minutes, found it very off-putting.
0: See, that's so weird, because I now quite regularly put subtitles on stuff, even if it's in English. Why? just Just because I can't understand sometimes what people are saying. Really? I find they record television these days, very low. Very low in the mix. (laughs) Yeah, but you're in the cinema, man! I know, but I quite like it. I find there's something really nice about um, teletext, and I don't want to get into an argument here, but my other half, Katie, talks to me quite a lot when stuff's on. (laughs) And if you've got teletext, you can pretend to be listening but just be reading. (laughs) Well, speaking of
1: other halves, in this occasion (laughs) I leant across to Natalie and said these subtitles are really
0: putting me off. Let's go and come back tomorrow. Is that what he did? <laughs> so he came back the next day. You know, the weirdest thing is, when you said that you'd uh, walked out the Orient Express, I thought you'd spotted an inaccuracy on how they portrayed <laughs> the train. That's what I thought it was. He's a train spotter. <laughs> Darren says, I walked out of my job at a famous, I've had to add this bit in, a famous bookshop chain. I mm-hmm. uh, got into a disagreement in a meeting with the boss, told her I'd had enough and walked out. She didn't take it well, made sure the security guard escorted me out of the building, much to his and my amusement. Wow. What drama to As, leave.
1: Next level. Nigel is claiming to have walked out three quarters of the way through an Oasis gig. I, I just can't imagine doing that.
0: Unless they were falling out, you know, Noel and Liam falling out a little bit. I saw them once in Cardiff and they were... Clearly Clearly had a row. So every time it was um, like Noel's bet on his own, Liam walked off, yeah. had a cup of tea around the corner and came back on again. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen.
1: Uh, I walked out of my French GCSE in 1988, wow. says this text. There was no point. Uh, I can't give you my name as my mum
0: still doesn't know why I failed and she is in the house right now. I'd love to know what, the, uh, what is the grading for that if you, if you don't even complete the test, you don't do the test. You must have done really bad on the coursework. Yeah. The Surely, seven. yeah. What a protest. What a protest. Probably didn't even turn up for the oral exam as well. You know when they have to do the yeah. play you the tape? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris says, My five-year-old and I rocked up to the live-action version of The Lion King, and he started cr- crying at the stampede part. That and multiple trips to the loo to use the Dyson dryer, and then we walked out. <laughs> Weirdly enough, right, uh, I took um, my eldest daughter, Erin, when she was about four or five, to go and watch the live-action version of Tarzan. I think oh, you yeah. get these problems where they're like the cartoon, Tune, but you can see a live action version of it and it's completely different and within the first 10 minutes of Tarzan there's a helicopter crash and one monkey beats another monkey to death with a brick and I was like I think we're going to go <laughs> uh, we've got Nikki on the line Nikki, mate what did you walk out of uh,
2: so we uh, my family and I walked out of the Nutcracker Ballet up at the O2 <laughs>
0: Just, just before you tell us why, right, I always think with like old yeah. stuff like that, the Nutcracker Ballet, you know what you're getting. Yeah. So what have yeah. they done that's gone so far off script from <laughs> the Nutcracker that you lot are walking out en masse?
2: Well, we thought I thought I was going to try and educate them to uh, broaden our horizons and stuff like that. Right. Um, and do something new. And we've never been to the ballet before and thought it was a good idea. And we all sat there just looking at each other going, what is going on here? (laughs) And uh, we decided to bail out.
1: (laughs) Did you, at the very least, watch Billy Elliot back in the day and think, I like this
0: film, I might like Nutcracker? Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) This, This is quite good. Let's go and see the Nutcracker.
0: Right, so it wasn't the particular production that put you off. It was just ballet in general. It
2: was just the ballet in general,
0: yeah. Well, that opens up a whole new front for us in this first hour of the show for for the phoner. If you tried it and just didn't like it and you left, which is fine, then get in touch as well. Cheers, Nicky. Great to talk. (laughs) Martin says, I walked out of a Uri Geller performance at the Royal Albert Hall. (laughs) (laughs) He says, I'd seen him bending spoons, so I thought it was a magic show. Turned out it was a spiritual talk. Helen and Geisley walked out of Chicago with Richard Gere.
1: Really? Yes, as we walked out because we just couldn't watch Richard Gere singing. I've never heard him sing, to be honest with you. (laughs) Neither have I, but not getting great reviews. If
0: if you've heard Richard Gere sing, (laughs) give us a little pricey of it. Uh, 8.12.15, a text the show. Shona says, listen to this. During my driving test, the chap testing me said, maybe driving isn't for you. I was unable to leave it as it was in my car, so, and this is brilliant, so I stopped the car and told him to get out. But surely then, within the laws, you then can't drive, cos you haven't passed your tests. That's a very good point. Shona, get back in touch. Did you have to leave the car on the hard shoulder? Please, (laughs) confirm.
1: Rebecca, what did you walk out of?
2: Um, I was working at a film distribution company in the press office, and um, I went on my first day, and my boss was an absolute (laughs) ass and wanted me to do his dry cleaning and get his lunch. And um, right, right. so, out um, and buy his cigarettes. So, I walked out at lunchtime to get them and got on the bus and went home.
0: <laughs> that must be so liberating. I, I'm almost seeing you there on the bus, on the back seat. You know that you know when they do a yes. piano intro to the start of an end of East Enders, <laughs> A little bit like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed uh, it.
1: How long into the afternoon did it take for them to contact you and for you to say, sorry, it's not for me?
2: <laughs> uh, I didn't. I rang the woman who placed me there and said, but I'm just never going back.
0: <laughs> Love it. <laughs> No messing around with you Rebecca that's for sure.
1: <laughs> Lovely. Thanks Rebecca. Take care. No no. I um, had a good weekend uh, catching up over the weekend um, with uh, family and all that kind of stuff uh, caught up with my father-in-law who was uh, embroiled in some drama uh, on uh, Friday fainted in the Apple store whilst he was out shopping now thankfully uh, just to stop any worry he's fine now
0: you've seen the price of those things they've gone up <laughs> quite a bit haven't they the phones
1: <laughs> but uh, catching up with him um, to, to see how he is and, and how it all went down all that kind of stuff blimey um, his fainting in the uh, the Apple Store at uh, Lakeside resulted in it being closed for an
0: hour. Wow! So he, he didn't just faint at any Apple Store. He he kind of fainted at one of the busiest ones. One of the busiest in the United ones, yeah. Kingdom. Exactly. He went yeah. straight for the top.
1: Big big shopping centre um, shut for an hour whilst the the paramedics obviously attend to him and all that kind of stuff. Um, like I said, thankfully he's fine now. But it did set me sort of wandering off down this little, little route of thinking about just when you've been responsible for for closing something down because like this the drama of revol- all these people turning up for their genius bar appointment. Yes, <laughs> you know, trying to get something <laughs> fixed or trying to learn how to do something or thinking, yeah, I'm going to buy one of these things and all that. And they get there can't get in because my father-in-law has fainted was he,
0: I wonder what it, was he there do you think he was on a seat with like a, someone's cagoule on his knee or was he on the floor <laughs> do you know what <laughs> I mean it's weirdly I think that, like tonight's show feels like it's been about power talking about walking out stuff yeah. earlier on now actually having the power to whether it is, you've meant it or not to close an entire thing down yeah That you know it is power I mean the, the closer I've come to that in my own life I mentioned this on the show the other week, actually, uh, but my dad had a security incident where he went to the National Records office in central London, forgot they had his fishing flick knife on him, yeah, set off the metal detectors, and they thought he was trying to get a weapon into the... There you the, go. They, they confiscated his, his fishing knife.
1: Well, you see, this is what I was thinking about earlier. It's, it's not just health reasons that you'd get yeah. some something closed. It might be a security reason. ...that turns out to be false. It might be a health reason. It could be something's broken down. It might not even be a shop. Si says the Dartford Tunnel. <gasps> That's some responsibility. Dartford Tunnel in a broken down van. It even got mentioned on the radio. The power of it. It is the wor- one of the worst things in the world,
0: isn't it, the Dartford Tunnel? It
1: is. It is. I mean, there's, that would make me feel really anxious. Not just because, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of cars... ...just building up behind you. Also the fact that
0: you, you're you stranded and you're under, underwater... That, I hadn't even thought about that. No, right? I wouldn't I that like in my head. That. Uh, They should do a thing where you get like a, a, a posh blazer. You know in the golf, when you win the golf, everyone gets the same coat. <laughs> if you're one of the people that's... Put the <laughs> Dartford tunnel to a halt. Get get a coat. Uh, Matt says I lost a screwdriver while surveying at a detention centre and caused a red light lockdown. Now this is interesting. I remember watching there was a, a program Gordon Ramsay did about trying to teach uh, a load of inmates in a prison how to cook as as a way of like you know having discipline and everything. And they have to do obviously a massive recount of where all the knives and everything are. Yeah. Like, and one had gone missing and the whole place got locked down. Wow. With great power comes great responsibility. Matt,
1: I once shut down the entire reservation. System for the Scottish operation of KLM, says wow. Steve Connolly. Down for over an hour because I unscrewed a fuse on the master terminal. Oops. Uh, we want to What a it.
0: buzz. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The weird thing is, obviously, you feel bad about doing it, and it's a mistake, as if that's you know, your, your job is that speciality. But the, the, the power that you would we feel like you would yield yeah. from being able to do that at your fingertips is amazing. Simon in Epsom says back in the 70s, my mum fainted at Spurs v. Chelsea and was lifted over the crowd to the front. It was mentioned on the match of the day at the time, but my dad had to leave the match and miss Chelsea's second half win. My mum has never lived it down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, James, what did you manage to close
3: down? Oh, Ten ferry closed the M6 with my horse lorry.
0: Okay, and what did your horse lorry do to close the M6?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going. Uh, I was going to Malvern uh, Show. I'd got two char horses on the lorry and a dray on the trailer behind, and I had a blowout on the trailer. And and then when uh, I had to pull on the hard shoulder, because I'd got livestock on and it took a long time for the tire man to come, they said they wanted to get me off the motorway. So they they closed the M6 southbound, so I could reverse back up the motorway and get off the junction. Oh my!
0: So not only have you the- closed a bit of motorway, you've also been one of very few people to ever have reversed up a motorway, which is <laughs> a hell of a thing.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. And I, um, yeah, and that was that rush hour on a Friday. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> to
3: be clear.
1: We want to hear from stories of people that have temporarily shut things. Please do not call us if you have also reversed off a motorway.
0: <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, buddy. James. That's amazing. Great
1: stuff. Uh, John has, uh, has tweeted. <laughs> I'm going to change how John has termed some of this particular incident. Yeah. Uh, John says, my son had an accident. Oh, dear. All right, imagine what he has put. Yeah. My son had an accident mid-wave machine at the Sandcastle in Blackpool. It caused what can only be
0: described as a furore. The worst thing is, his son's 23. <laughs> I forgot to mention this earlier on. Uh, I managed to get an entire wedding reception stopped because oh. of a tech issue when I was DJing, as you can imagine, from this show. Uh, <laughs> th- this couple got in touch with me. They wanted me to do an indie disco at their wedding reception, which was cool. Went to the hotel. I don't know, I have any kit, so they bought all the, yeah. the, the, the sound stuff. And they put in a, a dry ice machine. Which i hadn't asked for it was there <laughs> right. and the bloke said to me press this button but don't press this one yeah and during the course of the evening a couple of uh, heineken's later whilst <laughs> i was pressing all my buttons DJing, i pressed the wrong button too much smoke came out filled the whole room Fire alarms went off, and the entire wedding reception and the entire, everyone in the hotel had to stand in the car park, and the fire brigade turned up. And as the DJ, you've got to get that back going again, haven't you? And it was a nightmare. It was <laughs> Although my first song, when we came back in, was Burning Down the House by uh, Talking Heads, so I felt like I kind of pulled it back.
1: <laughs> Andrew, what did you get uh, closed down?
3: It was uh, 2001, and uh, it was a concert in uh, Trafalgar Square. Right. And uh, REM were going to headline, um, and uh, the cause plus some other artists were the support acts Mm -hmm. and uh, the fountains were obviously there's there's the fountains there in the middle of the square. Mm -hmm. And we decided we wanted a better viewpoint. So we climbed into the fountain and um, and then a a few other guys joined us. And next thing, the um, MC stopped the whole concert and pointed across to us and said, sorry, we have have to interrupt the concert because those guys there are standing in the fountain." (laughs) <laughs> and uh, all the cameras and everybody looked at us and people who were watching the um, the concert on TV in, uh, in South Africa actually saw me st- standing in the
4: fountain and we stopped the whole concert
3: what a
0: great ambassador for your country <laughs> stopping the cause from doing their thing <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> so they
3: waited for us to get down and then they could start up again.
0: <laughs> wow, I'd love to know what core song they were in the middle of uh, when you actually stopped them. That's fantastic.
3: Uh, I, I'm not sure. I can't remember that far back.
0: <laughs> They're all so memorable. <laughs>
3: <laughs> not really. We were
1: there for R.E.M. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Andrew. Good to talk. Cheers, buddy. Thank
0: you. Uh, this person who doesn't leave their name says once shut down a petrol station after my apprentice forgot to fit a fuel sender unit seal properly. Uh, I should have noticed when filling up when I got it to 150, but it was when they shut the pumps down because of the river of petrol under the car. Six hours shut down, £10,000 fine to clean the waterways, fire brigade called out, and I lost the contract with the fuel firm. Wow, I bet you did. Blimey. Uh, Jenny, you've got a bit of a different one.
2: Yeah, my dog temporarily shut down the district line in East
0: London. Um, well, do you, tell you what, yeah. um, my dog shut down the district line sounds like a Netflix documentary season, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah, maybe I can sell
0: it to Netflix. Well, I, there you go, the offer's out there right now. Tell us what happened though, sounds fantastic.
2: Uh, so well, she's uh, she's a bit of a nervous dog, um, she uh, got spooked in the park and bolted. Um, I spent about five hours walking around the park, which isn't very big. Uh, it probably takes about 30 minutes to walk one end to the other, but I spent five hours in there looking for her. Um, and a phone call from the local council telling me that she has been found at... Uh, at my station and uh, I, so I raced down there and uh, she uh, decided to jump
1: on the track so I had to shut the district line for two hours on a Saturday morning. Oh no. Oh, Do you know what? The, the, the railways get uh, a fair bit of stick for the various different excuses uh, for why trains aren't running but if I heard someone yeah. say no service on the district line due to a dog I think <laughs> I'd really have had enough. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, thankfully it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't Monday
0: to Friday, and it was a rush hour. She's, uh, she's at least considerate of other people when she's going on her dog adventures. Exactly. It's Absolute Radio on a Monday night. It's the Home Time Show with Bush and Richie. One big family uh, on this show, and we've been thinking about our big Home Time Show family all weekend. Because on Friday we do a thing called Weekend Cliffhangers. We find out what thing going on in your life is happening this weekend that we need to get back in touch with you on Monday to find out how it's gone. And we we've had so many things on Friday. We did. It was unbelievable, wasn't it?
1: We did. Got so many people to uh, to try and get through. I also haven't forgot. I want to find out about your war games. Oh, uh, but, but we'll do that <laughs> in oh, a second. Dear, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, because uh, first up, Neil uh, is 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 back with us after Friday's show. Neil, remind everybody, what was your weekend cliffhanger? Uh,
3: we were picking up the uh, Coventry City of Culture uniforms and we were a little bit worried that they might be a bit snug on us.
0: OK, and um, we've been thinking about you guys all weekend. It's you and your other half, isn't it, that are representing Coventry as City of Culture and you're going to be pointing out historical landmarks to people, but hopefully not in a really... Skin-type f- figure-hugging catsuit or something.
3: That's certainly the hope, yeah. That's what we were hoping. So,
1: you have picked up your outfits. Neil, how did it go? Uh, there was good news and bad news. Oh, no. Well, one of well. you fitted, one of you didn't.
3: <laughs> uh, well, the good news is I don't look like a blue Michelin man like I was worried I would. Yay, that's good news. The bad news is I've got deceptively shorter arms than I thought I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: you've got to roll up your sleeves... I look like I've got accordions on either side of me at the moment.
0: (laughs) And have you been pointing stuff out at the weekend then so far in this outfit to people?
3: Uh, No, it was just to pick up the uniform at the moment, and now we'll be able to book in our sort of shifts and things like that. Wow!
1: And describe to us, go a bit sort of like Jeff Banks' clothes show for a second, what actually is the uniform? Are we talking like polo shirts and cargo shorts? Are we talking all-in-one lycra? Are we talking a sky blue suit?
3: Uh, we got two polo shirts, one long sleeve top, a hooded jacket, uh, three masks, a water bottle, wow. uh, a pen, uh, and a, a chocolate bar as well.
0: Fantastic! What's your area of speciality then? If someone's going to come up to you in Coventry City Centre and, and ask for something, is there is there anything you're you're the best on?
3: Um, uh, I think we're probably going to find that out, but uh, perhaps <laughs> the theatre maybe. Oh, lovely. Oh,
4: Fantastic. We'll
1: have to uh, make a beeline up there ourselves.
0: We'll get ourselves over to Coventry and uh, drink in some of the City of Culture vibe. Thank you so much, man. Good to speak to you. Good to speak to you both.
1: Right, War Games boy, how did it go? That was your weekend cliffhanger. You were going to join this San Diego War Games convention.
0: Yeah, stupid of me, wasn't it really? Thinking that I've got time there um, with a crazy two-and-a-half-year-old to sit there at the at the computer at my leisure on American time, on East Coast time, <laughs> and join in on these kind of light-hearted tutorials about playing. Playing brilliant board games. (laughs) By all accounts, the uh, the entire thing, the weekend was was great fun. But I never had, I never actually got the chance to have a go on it. Didn't do anything. And tell you why? Because our two-year-old fell off the couch and smacked her head on the coffee table, and I spent all of yesterday in a and e with her. So inconsiderate. That is so inconsiderate <laughs> and that is so not War Games. It's, on, on, it's not War Games. It's not War Games. Uh, on a more positive slant, hopefully, how was your funfair? Uh, we did get to the funfair in Bishop Stortford
1: yesterday, uh, which I was personally looking forward to getting to, to try the old hooker duck and all that kind of stuff yeah. and, you know, be hero dad, win yourself some kind of uh, tat. He didn't want to do any of those. Oh. In fact, as we're walking up to the fun fair, he goes, no, I don't like funfair. Go home. <laughs> no, no, no. We've come all this way. No, no, hey, I do not like funfair. You've never been, mate. It's just he didn't like the noise. Did,
0: did you did you uh, was there a hall of mirrors there or like a fun house?
1: We didn't get to see. Oh, there was a fun house. Definitely a fun oh, house. Oh, they,
0: they kind of freaked me out a little bit. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't take him in there. I think I would have pushed him over the edge. At three,
1: I think so. No, he just ended up going on all these little merry-go-rounds with very inauthentic uh, paintings of Mickey Mouse, <sighs> characters from uh, Pixar's Cars movie and all that kind of thing. On.
0: Hopefully they had Sly Stallone from the movie Cobra. <laughs> that is a uh, funfair <laughs> stalwart. <laughs> Huge weekend cliffhanger, this one. A relationship on the line. Uh, let's go to the phones and say hello and welcome back to the show, Scotty. Please sum up what your weekend cliffhanger was for us, Scotty, mate.
4: I was there. Uh, i enlisted the help of my wife to help uh, tile out my ensuite suite on our new extension.
0: OK, you were very kind to send us a progress uh, tweet of a video to Absolute Radio over the course of the weekend. It's quite an enclosed space for the pair of you to be working in there together. How did you get on?
4: It's lucky because she's only five foot two. She's only little anyway, so it wasn't too bad for us to fit. But we didn't we didn't trip over each other's toes. In fact, credit to her, it's she, not town patronised but she was absolutely brilliant. She did. She was better than seasoned uh, professionals I've seen do it. Well, wow! This,
1: this is quite some turnaround because yeah. uh, some of the uh, uh, aspersions you were casting on uh, Friday uh, made us worry for your marriage.
4: Well, that that most of that was sort of tongue in cheek, to be honest with you, but. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be fair to my wife. I've been doing this extension since September last year. Yeah. And it's been like, to, to paint a little picture, since had my daughter's birthday, which was the 6th of April, I've knocked our day off. But my wife has been looking after our three-year-old daughter, and the pair of you will know how much of a hassle that is.
0: Yes. <laughs>
4: <But> <laughs> it's a challenge. Yeah. I, I've been getting off lightly, to be fair.
0: Well, wow, so you, you've you had, uh, I would say, almost an epiphany I'd this say. weekend. I <laughs>
4: Haven't you? Yeah, I have actually.
1: You know. <laughs> hey, well, what a, I mean, it almost feels Jerry Springer s. Yeah, we are delighted for you that Tiling has brought the two of you uh, closer together with this newfound respect. Take care of yourselves
0: oh. and each other. Well done, Scotty. Thank you
4: very much, guys. Take care.
1: Do you think if Everton Football Club had a rousing song with vocals? things would be better, because uh, I might be wrong here, Uh I might be wrong, but Leeds have got that song that they sing, marching on together. Never
0: heard that song.
1: I I believe that's something they sing.
0: Marching on
1: together. It sounds like the frog song. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to really endear yourself to those Leeds fans. I'm I'm up for a fight with them.
0: But you lot have got Zed Cars, which I don't think has words to it, does it? No, but are you suggesting putting words on Zed Cars? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. That'll be like when Anita Dobson sang uh, Only Anyone, Anyone Can Fall In Love. <laughs> and you know what happened
4: there?